welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and here we are, part three of our series on gender roles in the church. And as, well, I wouldn't, I can't say as always, but has been our co-host, temporary co-host, Ray Jewell. Ray, welcome back. Thanks, Kevin. You know, you keep saying gender roles, and basically what we're talking about is women right. in the church, not so much men uh, and their role. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fascinating uh, discussion. Um, I would say at the offset, I'm neither a male chauvinist, though I've been accused of being one, nor am I a feminist. Uh, which some people might think with my egalitarian views. Uh, I'd make that plain uh, in the, in the uh, paper I wrote and, and whenever I have a chance to speak about that because people want to make this a cultural issue and that would be down on my list of priorities in right. uh, discussing this topic. Well, this is, like I said, this is part three of our series. In the first week, we looked at egalitarianism. We had Dr. Paul Axton on. And he gave his perspective. And last week, giving the complementarian view was Dr. Bruce Ware. And this week, Ray, it's just you and me here, alone in the studio that is my classroom. It's a good thing <laughs> that we're good friends. Yes. And, and I'm hoping that's going to be true 30 minutes from now oh, it will as be. well. It will be. And that's really something important to, to, to lay down. Is that, uh, we're going to talk about things we disagree with. And, and I want to end with things we do agree Mm-hmm. on um but either way we're gonna walk out of this still friends and i don't think either one of us considers this to be a top tier issue that we're going to divide or separate on exactly um, and that yeah that that's a very important point it, it's sort of odd when i look at all the discussion going on in the church at large it's the second tier stuff that we disagree about and seem to have yeah. more uh, arguments about but we agree on you know the authority of scripture we agree on the trinity uh, god the father jesus the son the holy spirit we agree on the church the necessity of the church uh, we agree on uh, sin and that uh, you know man is created in the image of god and sin changed that in some way it's when we get into the discussion about how that happens then that's right, where we right. have disagreement and uh you know but you and i both make our case for this topic on scripture and yeah that's the uh, the authority and i you know wouldn't say that a complementarian is involved in sin or I don't think you would say that an egalitarian is involved in right. sin uh, by uh, coming up with the interpretations that we do. All right, so let's talk. Let's let's jump right into it and talk about what we disagree on. And we, quite, to be quite frank, we disagree on the role of women in the church. What role women should play? Uh, you, uh, let me ask you this: Is there anything? Any role or function you believe that a a woman is not able to do completely in the church? Um, no, I I don't believe that. I used to think, you know, growing up, you know, it was not practice in our churches to have women elders. 
but I think that a case can be made for that to take place just because, you know, when the, Paul talks about the class, uh, the qualifications of an elder or an overseer or whatever term you want to use for that role, um, he's talking to men because the men needed to be talked to. <laughs> Some have made the argument when Paul elsewhere lists the, the qualifications to be on the uh, role of a widow uh, to be listed in that way, that that is a way of, uh, you know, that the, the qualifications are the same. And some would argue that, um, you know, Paul wasn't addressing women elders. And you got to remember, too, back then it was a patriarchal society. And it was uh, a different, you know, thing for, as, as Axton pointed out in his uh, talk a couple of weeks ago, You've got, like in Ephesus, you've got women who are coming out of the cult of Diana, and you've got men who are coming out of a Jewish patriarchal background, and the twain are meeting, and how do you deal with that in, in that context? So um, I think that both uh, with what Ware was saying about the role of uh, women in the church and then the role of the women in the home, those passages, those verses, are both written to the church at Ephesus. And I found that to be interesting. You know, the second, or the first Timothy 2 passage, Timothy is the pastor or leader of the church in Ephesus. And of course, the Ephesians 5 passage. So that, I think, gives credence to the fact that Ephesus had issues with this very topic. Hmm. And, um, you know, it's not... Well, there's the Corinthians passage, but Corinth had some issues with everything. Well, yeah, literally everything. So, anyway. Well, see, I would disagree with you in that in, in the Second Timothy passage, uh, excuse me, First Timothy passage, I, I did that last week. I too. know you did. That's what made me <laughs> stop and refer is what I said. So, uh, in, in the First Timothy passage, Paul goes back to creation. He doesn't, find, he doesn't say... Here, here's the problem in your church because Paul does say that in other epistles. Here's a problem, and he names names. You have these two women who are fighting here. You have this, but he doesn't say that here. Mm -hmm. It seems like to me he's giving a general statement that's grounded in creation. He goes back to it was Eve that was deceived, not Adam at first. Um, and so to me that would say he's not just addressing one church or one problem in one church. But a bigger issue that, again, goes back to creation and even other passages, uh, he'll, he'll do the same thing where it seems he's giving more of a grand meta narrative than just a one, one size fits all. Because, in fact, he goes, and you kind of address this, but even the qualifications of an elder mm -hmm. is not only in First Timothy, but you look at Titus. And in, even in those same passages, he does mention women. He mentions uh, the the uh, maybe it's a deaconess or wife of deacons or whatever. So he does. He's aware that women are there, yeah. but purposely when he talks about church uh, leadership, he's addressing men. Well, first of all, my initial response is we cannot forget that he is addressing a specific church body with every letter it's addressed to in this case to timothy but again he is at ephesus he's not 
the bishop or the pastor in Rome or Corinth or any other place. And so initially, I, w I need to read any book trying to do the research. And frankly, we have more information about the church at Ephesus than we do any other church mentioned in scripture except possibly Jerusalem. And because uh, in, in Acts, Paul's biggest problem in Ephesus was dealing with the silversmith, I forget his name off the top of my head, but who was making idols for the, the cult right. of Artemis. So that is a huge issue that that Paul faced while he was there in Ephesus. But see, there, and I think he's also addressing right. that again in his letters. But to there Timothy. again, when he's talking about the, the compromise, he, he's very specific, and he calls that person out. Mm -hmm. Where he doesn't do that when it comes to the role of leadership, there's no one in particular he's saying, I'm addressing because you have this problem with these women. And then again, again in other places in Scripture where he's referring, again, in the book of Titus, you're, you're looking at the island of Crete, mm -hmm. and... Again, there's no mention of women in leadership at but, all. There. But then the, the passage that I, that he does call a couple of women out by name, don't you find it odd that he would name names unless those two women were in a very influential role in that uh, in that church? Yes, in Philippians, right? Uh, and he Paul he's named he's naming names. I I don't see him naming names unless it's. Uh, important to do so and apparently they have some influence in that church whether they're the leaders of that church or not or in the leadership team that seems to me why would he name names unless they're highly influential but i see paul naming lots of names especially and this is in philippians 4 toward the end of the book and usually toward the end of the book he mentions a lot of people by name mm -hmm. not necessarily leaders but in this but case be... it's, it's it's a reprimand Right. To, I mean, you don't... But I don't think someone has to be in leadership to be, to be influential. Well, okay. that That's fair. But let's go back to creation, because you and I have talked about this before. Yeah. And again, that's where Paul goes. And we'll, we'll start in Genesis 1 and, you know, pick up... We're well, made the image of God. Yeah, that's, that's where I start. Um, you know... It seemed like Dr. Ware just wanted to go to Genesis 2, but the thing is, Genesis 1 is pretty clear that uh, God created uh, humans, man, whatever. He created them male and female, and then in the process of doing that, he gave male and female the dominion mandate right. to replenish the earth, to do this, to do that. Uh, so... I think that before the fall, I think that that was uh, meant as more of a co-leadership, not so much where the woman is, I don't want to say this incorrectly, um, uh, subservient, uh, a good word for you? Sure. Well, okay. I don't know if I... Okay. I know what you're saying. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's... it's uh, you know, the, the translation of the word that's translated as a help, helper, um, I think more than likely it's more of a, a compliment. If it's a compliment, it's in 
they fill each other out. Right. And not necessarily that one has more sway or say in the in a church setting or in the home. But, you know, for instance, I mean, if I were to try to go do something without my wife's input and okay to do so, that would be mm -hmm. wrong, biblically, I think. And uh, you know, I've not done enough work on that, but I just know that that, that makes sense, that it's you are... Uh, a couple that works together to make decisions uh, about the family. And I think that the, uh, you know, again, that, that mandate to replenish the earth and whatnot is a huge part of where I go with uh, understanding this issue. So I go back to the same passage. Okay, I 100% agree that men and women are both created equally in the image of God mm -hmm. and have that dominion mandate to fulfill. Both genders are included in that. And I, and I think Dr. Axon was correct even in, in, when God created man, he created a plurality. He didn't create something just binary, um, but two genders that uh, make up the image of God in a sense. Mm -hmm. But then I, I can't ignore chapter 2 where Adam was created first. Adam was given uh, tasks to do in the garden. Mm -hmm. And then Eve was created second, as, as the Bible says, as a helper. Or I like the King James help meet. Um, to me, I can't ignore that. That, that. To me, that's pretty significant. And that's kind of what Paul is alluding to even in Second Timothy, a creation order of... Okay, I have the man set up. He is in charge, and then I'm giving someone to help him. To where, yes, there's 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 equality, but there's a difference in role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the uh, I think that um, when I look at that. I, I'm not as convinced as you are that the order of creation implies authority. It's just, you know, that's, this man was made first. And that's the only thing that I see. It's, it's, it's about... Um, but it wasn't just man was made first and boom, there's Eve. Man was made first, given responsibilities, mm -hmm. and then specifically Eve was made to help that. Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> I'm going to go there. <laughs> um, the the word that is often translated help me is uh, some who have done this. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Nofel Staten has done some work on this, and he points out the importance of the two nuances of the Hebrew word kenedgo, which is translated as suitable for in the NIV. Um, first, Adam sees Eve as his equal counterpart. In other words, this is a horizontal relationship of equality. Second, kenedgo points, I'm probably butchering the word, <laughs> points to a gender difference that emphasizes the fact that men and women are not the same. I agree with that. Is in this difference where they must complement each other. Uh, both male and female bring something to the table. They need each other, not in a sense of subservience, but in the sense of accomplishing all that God desires for them to do. I think that, you know, women do fill up stuff that men just don't do well. 
Right, and I agree with and, that. And that's where, you know, the pastoral role, women would probably be a lot better at uh, caring, nurturing, sharing, uh, and listening than men tend to be. Uh, and on the other hand, men tend to be more driven to get things accomplished and and whatnot. Uh, so, you know, uh, I think that the issue ultimately comes down to, you know, can a woman preach or not? Well, so I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think that actually bolsters what where I'm at in that there are distinct roles. There are things that women are just better at than men, mm-hmm. and vice versa. There are things that men are better at than women. So I, there's equality. There's, there's, there's tasks for both to do, but there's distinction within those tasks. There's distinction within those roles. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I think that the distinction is not as pointed as um, the complementarian view wants to make it. All right, let's let's switch as we're running out of time. Let's <laughs> Imagine switch that. To, yeah. <laughs> let's switch to where do we agree on this topic? And I think we could both agree. Number one, you, you said this at the top of the show, and I want to reiterate it, mm-hmm. that neither one of us are looking at the culture as the driving force for the, our view. The current culture. The, right, the current culture. Yeah. Um, you're not, I don't, I know you well enough to know that you're not just uh, trying to get with the times oh. and embracing no. <laughs> feminist culture. Right. Um, you're, you're, and again, we're making available Ray's paper on this topic, and you can see he's he's going through the scripture. The scripture is what leads us in this, not whatever the culture is or mm-hmm. whatever uh, we think uh, the world is heading. Right. Uh, the... And the, you know, I'm glad you brought up the point of going through because I did. I mean, the the question that I have for uh, those who are complementarian is, what about the women that are seen in leadership roles in the Old Testament and in the New Testament? Uh, Miriam was considered a co-leader with Moses and uh, Aaron, so important, in fact, that the uh, the people of Israel, when she ended up having leprosy because she blew it. Uh, they waited for her. They didn't just leave her to die or whatever. She was that important to their to uh, their life. Deborah, it's recorded that Deborah was uh, judging in Israel. I mean, and that during the time of the judges, the judges were the leaders of the nation, at least, if not the spiritual leader as well. Uh, she's judging Israel long before uh, Barak, Balak, what was the Barak, captain yeah. in Barracks? He long before he said he wouldn't lead without her. She, I mean, she was. They were coming to her. And the men were coming to her to pronounce God's message to their situation. But my favorite Old Testament one is the prophet by the name of Huldah. Um, she was uh, a contemporary of Jeremiah, and when the uh, scrolls were found in the temple. Uh, after you know had been destroyed and stuff, instead of going to Jeremiah, this guy, the 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 chief priest of the day, along with four or five other men, went to Huldah, and she basically 
expounded the book of Deuteronomy to them. And, and then in the New Testament examples, there's Phoebe, who the term is there in the Greek is the masculine term for deacon. So this concept of deaconess, I think, is a 20th century construct that is not a biblical thing at all. Um, she is the letter carrier of the book of Romans to the Roman church, as there are some men that Paul sent out in that way. Now, it's not just, here's the letter, you read it and you listen to it. She had to be able to answer questions. Now, would you want to be able, <laughs> Kevin, would you want to answer questions on the book of Romans? <laughs> well, I do, but. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's well, you got to have more going for that. And, and is that not teaching men? Is that not sharing the gospel or is it not preaching? You know, I mean, it's. This is where I struggle with it. When I look at the specific examples, um, Priscilla is another one. Well, let me, let me point out a couple of things. First, this is the section we're agreeing on. Okay. And so, uh, but, yeah, but you, uh, um, <laughs> so I, I don't think you understand the idea of agreement. But second, <laughs> um, a, a lot of the, the things you just mentioned, I, let's, let's talk about the Old Testament first. In the Old Testament, we're talking almost civil leaders and I necessarily wouldn't wouldn't assume the spiritual aspect of that but even if I did we're talking about um, what I would consider exceptions to the rule in the sense that the overwhelming testimony of scripture is men in leadership and you have yes you have you have a few things here and there but but these are not major characters and driving forces in the church and even the people we're talking about in the New Testament we don't see with a church office and in the New Testament, you, you, you have that situation where the church is just being established. Not every section has even full church leadership and full church development at that stage. Mm -hmm. And even then, when, again, when Paul talks about who is the pastor, when he talks about qualifications for a pastor, he does talk about someone who is male. That's why he's the husband of one wife, um, rules over his household well. It, it's in the masculine. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I mean, Part of that, that is, be... is a cultural thing, though, because... But see, I can't just... But that's... But we're talking about... It's a patriarchal society. So yes, the, but the, the scripture is not... I, I'm not going to wash away scripture because, well, um, it, to me, it's a dangerous view to say, even though Paul mentions it's two different places to, do, to two different churches, I'm just going to ignore that and say, well, Paul's just overcorrecting. I, I, I don't... Uh, I, that's I, not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying he's addressing the particular issues that are being faced in those particular churches. Right, but he's... They're not necessarily universal statements. Of, I, I can't see them as not universal. I, well, I, and that's where we disagree, and somehow I brought us back to that. <laughs> All because right. I didn't feel like we did it. We covered it off of uh, what we were... Okay, so let's get back to what we do agree yes. on. okay. As, as we end off the program. Uh, we, we agree that Scripture ought to be driving. And that's why I'm glad we're, we're debating Scripture here. We're not debating culture. Right. Um, second, there is absolutely no scriptural warrant or scriptural justification for um, oppression. For domineering, right, uh, a domineering male role, though often that is used by some to abuse yes. uh, women, and have done so 
throughout the history of the church, unfortunately. Right. And that's that's absolutely has to be called out. Right. And that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also would affirm, I think, that women and men are equal in the eyes of God, equal in value, in mm-hmm. worth, in respect. And I would say that even though I believe there's a distinction between the roles, that distinction does not mean inferiority. Mm-hmm. I would look at, and, and Dr. Ware brought this up, within the Trinity, there are distinctions in roles, and you even have some sort of, I don't want to say hierarchy, but you have the father and the son relationship. But it's very clear, I mean, you can go back, going back to Philippians 2, that all members of the Godhead are equal. Though distinct. Yeah, I know. I, I When I uh, heard him say that, I wrote down that seems to be a stretch because I don't see it, how it equates to the uh, current discussion. In the sense that there's, there's, there's leadership, but leadership doesn't mean inferiority. Like I tell my students all the time, in this class, you and I are, are equal, mm-hmm. yet in this classroom, I have a role to play and you have a role to play. I'm going to teach and you're going to learn. That doesn't mean I'm better than you, and that doesn't mean that you're better than me. But in this this situation, there has to be some leadership. Yeah, and I don't think leadership equals inferiority. Or, or well, it certainly shouldn't. I mean, right. that that's I think what Dr. Axton was getting at is often in our culture that happens. Yeah. What what when he pointed out the. Uh, the issue ultimately is a salvation issue. The fact that Jesus broke down all barriers, and uh, you know, and we're the ones that keep re-erecting them. <laughs> and and I that that made me think something because I didn't even think of that as a possibility. Mm-hmm. But it, it makes sense when you look at uh, how things pan out in the Galatians three. You know, I and I've avoided Galatians three twenty eight because I'm a, you know. Galatians are accused of starting there. I don't start there. I start at the beginning right. of Scripture, but um, you know where where Jesus makes us equal. Uh, going back to a better state than probably even before you know the the Garden of Eden. You know, Garden of Eden was supposed to be the perfect state, but we had this mankind had this option to choose. To obey God or not, you know. Now in Christ, we are free from. Excuse me. Even that, we are free to be what God intentionally meant us to be. I'm not saying we're perfect right. yet, but we are in a state. We are covered by the blood of Christ. Right in Romans five, what we have in Christ is much more mm-hmm. than what we lost at at the garden. So, and, and Jesus, yeah. you know, Jesus himself said, I go partly because you can do better things if I'm not here. By that, I think he's meaning he was confined to that physical body. And when he resurrected and promised to be with us uh, throughout, you know, until the end of the age, um, which isn't stopping at the end of the age, because someday we will be together right. for eternity. and. Now, that's a whole nother discussion and as to where that would be. We won't but... be having this argument there. <laughs> but the thing is, it's it's really freeing 
to know that I can rest in that knowledge and that, you know, I can, I can talk to women. And, you know, you've got women missionaries who teach men. Uh, so all of a sudden, these men who were not believers become believers. And so all of a sudden, she becomes subservient to them because well, and, they're and believing I would, men. And see, I wouldn't disagree with that in the sense of I think women should be able and, and, and do evangelize men. I, I, I don't believe that, I, I, I don't believe a woman should hold the office of a pastor. Or as Second as Timothy clearly says, usurp authority. But I don't think that's usurping authority simply to evangelize. You mean first, to evangelize. first Timothy? First, yeah. <laughs> Man. We, See, better, we better close this out, buddy. <laughs> See, how can I be right? If I don't even know the Bible, I guess. All right. But... I, I believe women absolutely should be able to uh, evangelize anybody. I think that's that's a, that's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's church only church leadership that should be evangelizing. I believe the Great Commission is for all people, right. all ages, all right. all genders. I think the final thing you and I would agree on. Um, I don't believe this extends outside of the church. In other words, I have no problem. Um, I would vote for a woman president if I felt that person was qualified and mm-hmm. agreed with my views. Yeah, um, I, I don't have a problem with. I, I, I'm a Christian school teacher. I teach with female coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Um, and and so I mean, I would go to a lecture uh, given by uh, a woman. I, I don't have a problem with a woman scholar, right? A uh, theologian. I wouldn't even say theologian. Um, well, I mean, I'm just throwing out right. I mean, I, I, I've read books by women, I think, ha, that have been helpful, mm-hmm. um, even in my theological development. Um, so to me, I, I'm looking at this from a, a narrow perspective, and I know there are others who would disagree. So you would consider yourself what some have called a, so, a soft complementary right. as opposed right. to a hard one. I, I don't believe that women should be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. <laughs> Hallelujah! Um, you know? <laughs> uh, I, 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 yeah. Um, I believe women should be uh, uh, women should be able to work out of the, outside of the home. All those yeah. things. Um, I, I'm not, and there are lots of things. That I, I, well, I believe I have leadership in our house. Um, it'd but, be it, foolish. but it really is a co-leadership. Right? Yes, it yeah. has, and it has to be. Yeah. Um, there are times I have to submit to my wife in in the sense of there are things that she's just better at than mm-hmm. I am. Uh, she's more intelligent than I am, which isn't saying much. But, you know, there are just things around the house that I just have to say, you know what? Take the lead on this. I, I, I'm going to follow you in this area. And there are times where she has to do the same with me. Well, and with, with raising children, there has to be a united front. Kids have a right. tendency to play parents off of each other. Yeah. And if, if we're not working together in those walls, and especially in your case with uh, you know, I don't know. You don't talk about this much. Am I okay? Well, I bring, no, no, no. I mean, you you brought in yeah. four young boys into your family in a matter of three years. Right. You got to work together yes. to survive that. Well, and if I mean, you were a brave man, because I couldn't do that. Well, if it weren't for my wife, those kids would be dead. Um, just <laughs> I can't take care of four kids. Um, uh, you know, they'd be passed out on a sugar high <laughs> somewhere you know yeah but well, all right well let's 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 close this let's yeah, close let's. this out and uh again for for resources we recommend we're gonna 
We're going to put uh, Ray's paper out there. We'll put it in a PDF. In fact, it should already be out there by the time this is uh, posted. Uh, this should already be out there, and if it's not, then I messed up somewhere. Uh, but we'll make that available to you, and you can look back at uh, the different episodes we did to look more specific if, in whatever viewpoint you're, you're at. So, Ray, are we, are we still friends walking out of this? I, yeah, you know, I mean, i got to have a friend. <laughs> you might be the only one. <laughs> All right, well, I think that, that that goes for me as well. I can't be too picky. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, so we're I mean, you are a this. Patriots fan. That's tough, but. <laughs> is that a bigger issue for you? Then? Yes, Okay. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for joining us, and uh, join us back next week if uh, if. If my memory serves me correct, this will be the week that we begin our Attribute of God series. Wow. And uh, so you'll, you'll want to get that. And the book that we're basing that on is uh, The Attributes of God by A.W. Pink. So get that if you don't have it already. So remember to forward this to your friends. Share the podcast it's on social media, on Twitter. We're at uh, Basic Bible Cast. And you can check out our website, uh, www.basicbiblepodcast.org. Uh, yeah, Check out the resource page. You can go see all the stuff that we've recommended in the past. So until next week, have a great rest of your week.